0: Welcome to Uncle Bob's Magic Cabinet, a mother-daughter podcast on all things magic and pop culture. On. <laughs>
1: See, I kept my laughter. I waited. You
0: did. I waited. I've got the giggles today. You do. I you do. do. Yeah. Hey, everyone. I'm Liam, the daughter. I'm Lori, and the mom. Um, what's up? What the heck is happening? I don't know. If you're watching us on YouTube, we look a little different. We do. We got. We got a real set. We got upgraded. We did. We're adults. <laughs> up top. um it looks great it does got
1: a spooky little setup we got a little yeah
0: spooky little setup going
1: on here we've got real chairs we got a real chair to sit in
0: wow what a beautiful thing this is crazy we've made it we've made it to the (sighs) top (laughs) well or (laughs) mid-level or or to the midpoint that too there you go yeah oh my god we're in seattle we're in seattle guys yeah we've moved our move went good it did it was kind of crazy it was crazy because
1: we did it in like three, three days. days yeah so we drove like 12 13 hours a yeah day. we were
0: trying to be as safe as possible and mm-hmm. not really like stop like mm-hmm. only stopped when absolutely necessary mm-hmm. and obviously we were you know safe as can drive be, through but- potty breaks Potty yeah. break, and you potty know me. Breaks. I had a lot. Had uh, a yeah, lot of potty had breaks. a lot of potty breaks. Um, but, yeah. holy
1: crap, though! What a beautiful drive. Woo, I had never been, really. Once I got out of Ohio, I had never been to Indiana. Well, no, I no, I've been to Indianapolis before. Oh. Yeah, I was in Indianapolis before.
0: Okay. Um, I, I like indianapolis I, yeah yeah
1: <laughs> when i lived in nashville um my friend steve was on tour with um one of the bands he was in and they were playing for the, the america remember the band america i do yeah and they were at the indianapolis speedway and so we had gone out there hmm. so yeah i had been to indiana before but had never been to chicago
0: I have never been to Chicago still to this day. I didn't get to stop. So my dad and my stepmom and my brother live in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Mm -hmm. Um, So we've been there a lot, but I've never been past Fort Wayne. Well, I guess Indianapolis is technically whatever. I'm not good at maps. Didn't you
1: guys go to Indianapolis one day? Yeah. Yeah. So I think
0: that's probably the farthest Okay. West I have been. Yeah. And so we kind is, of went separate. Because we you did. guys
1: you went to visit them for a couple of mm-hmm. days and I went on ahead. So I got to actually stop in Chicago. Yeah. Had never been. Was it beautiful? It was beautiful. <sighs> it was beautiful. And I of course, you know, it. the first thing I had to do. Being the huge John Cusack fan that I am. Uh, high fidelity. You know, I had to go to the high fidelity. I had to go <sighs> where he was standing, you know.
0: In the movie. Uh, oh, the I'm movie, jealous.
1: Um, under the theater, yeah. So that and I got some Chicago-style pizza. Was it And it was uh, delectable? freaking delectable. Was it? But what a gorgeous, gorgeous city. Jake has oh, been there many times gosh. and
0: he says that and our best friends like love it there and they mm. always tell us, you have to go, you have to go and I can't believe I
1: didn't get to go yeah it was really awesome I'll make it there Um, but then out of Chicago into um Oh geez, what Jeez, was it? We Wisconsin. Hit, we hit Wisconsin, which I had to stop at the cheese house and and get some. You know, you know. What was, I was really like, funny? Why am I seeing all these advertisements for cheese? And I'm like, oh, we're in freaking
0: Wisconsin. When that was hilarious about Wisconsin. It was, it was just billboards that just simply said cheese, cheese. Like that was it. Next stop, I cheese. Think, I think one said cheese and meat, and
1: it reminded me because remember in Dogma when he sends like Loki. Um, and the other one to um, Wisconsin. I think it's Wisconsin, <laughs> and they have those hats on that are like the a cheese, cheese wedge. Yes. They had those in the in the one place I stopped, and I was like, "Shit, should I get this?" And you didn't get a cheese I, hat.
0: Well, who would wear it? I would. <laughs> I would have put it on for this episode. Damn it! Here he is. Hi, hello. Here's the star of the show. Everyone, Nook is here I to know. say hello.
1: Always, always me.
0: I know you're wondering. He is adjusting quite well.
1: Thanks. As you can Thanks, hear, Betty. I see you. Okay, bubba. Thank you. I know.
0: Get down. I know. He's can like, you- I have to be right in the center of it all. He's like, you're not paying attention to yeah. me, the star of the show.
1: Yeah. And then where um, else did we go? We Through- went to
0: Minnesota, mm-hmm. um, home of Prince. Yes, there
1: were <laughs> yeah. a lot of billboards for for Paisley Park, and yeah. I was like, let's detour, let's go. In I North know. Dakota, though, we just happened to stop. At so, the Badlands. Wow. 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 We like Jackson Farley. Yeah. We didn't see any bison, but oh. there were signs that were, you don't know. Don't touch
0: the bison. Don't touch the bison. No, buffalo. Buffalo? Is bu- is the bu- yeah. Is a buffalo a bison? That is correct. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs>
1: You're looking at me like, yeah, you dumbass. Are you sure? I was like, let me check myself. Yeah. <laughs> Are you positive? Yeah. Bice and Buffalo are the same thing. I'm having thing, a corn right? dog
0: moment. <laughs>
1: <laughs> are they the Jake, same check thing? Me out. Now, you're, now you have me questioning myself. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> but that was a gorgeous stop. And then we blew into um, Montana. Wow. Holy gorgeous. Crap. But holy shite. The wind. It was a little the windy. The wind. <laughs> My car was blowing all over the road and mm. it was like. <laughs> i was holding Wizard on so Hoster. i was holding on so tight well we got into idaho and the freaking speed limit was oh, yeah. like 75 or 80 and i was like it i've never seen such mountains okay and like, like so to
0: me idaho I was holy crap man idaho was stunning And I had no idea. I had absolutely no idea. We went through Idaho and I was like, my breath was taken away. I felt like I was on the top of heaven
1: and uh, (laughs) scrolling my way down to the bottom of the... uh, It was a little nerve-wracking on those mountains.
0: But wow, beautiful. But you know what's the prettiest? Seattle? Yeah. Washington. Yeah. Yeah. I got to tell you mm-hmm. like pulling in Gorgeous. so I cried like multiple times mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I just yeah we Obviously, we pulled in and we saw the view of the city, mm-hmm. but I didn't see the Space Needle. And I know that sounds right, silly, right. but so you have to understand, right, that since I was little, mm-hmm. I have been looking at photos yeah. of Seattle yeah. saying, I want to live there That's like, correct. since I was very little. Mm-hmm. So in my mind, I was like, I have to see the Space Needle. Right. Like as cliche as that sounds. Right. And when we pulled in, we were coming from what east? Mm-hmm. So we didn't see the Space Needle. Right. So then we all went like the day after we got here and we went to Kerry Park, I believe. Correct. Yeah. And saw like the view, mm-hmm. like the view that I oh have been gosh. staring at in pictures and mm-hmm. magazines and books. Mm-hmm. And I cried. Yeah. I just stood there and I was like, oh my God. It was because, absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. I've never, so <laughs> not to get too personal, but I, you know, you and my dad were divorced. Mm-hmm. I bounced you around. Were very young. I, very young. Yeah, like four. I, yeah, mm-hmm. I bounced around a lot when I was mm-hmm. little and not complaining, you know, I'm very, you know, blessed. Yeah. Um. However, very, I never had like a stable, like mm-hmm. this is your home.
1: Yeah, you belong here.
0: Yes. Yes. But I had that feeling like when I was looking out mm-hmm. into the city, I was like, oh man, yeah. like this is where, I don't know. I mean, 2020... So take away everything politically and just like what's going on in the world. Right. In 2020, 2019 was probably the most trying time of my life. Mm-hmm. And, wow <laughs> I hate to say this. <laughs> it sounds like I'm being I've had a lot of trying times. I was going to say, I would say the last yeah five years yeah for i mean you have been for
1: they both of us right have been extremely
0: traumatic mm. there's been a lot of trauma there's been a lot of emotional a lot of family um, bullshit yeah yes. so 2019 though specifically was kind of like the tip of the iceberg i was like i put a fork in me man i like, am done i have had yeah, enough right um so i think that coupled with everything going on in the world, in the world like politically and with the pandemic it was Mm -hmm. kind of like you know what i said it and i think in the Mm -hmm. last episode if you're not happy Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. just let's just do something about it like it was just it sounds like it Mm -hmm. should be complicated but it was kind of as simple as that like we're not happy life is short Mm -hmm. let's just do what we think Right. Yeah. Because I had
1: even I had even at one point trying to describe how I was feeling to my friend. I said, I feel like there is a plastic bag over my Mm -hmm. head and I cannot catch my breath. And that's really and it was just the years of trauma that were happening. And, you know, just the culmination of everything. So and then we decided, hey, we're going to move. You wanted Seattle was where you've always wanted to be. Yeah. And then I ended up applying for school. Yeah. Which happened to be here in Seattle. And so, you know, that's kind of what prompted the move is that, um, you know, I'm going back to school. Um, you go girl. Um, for herbalism, of course, you know, to be with the plants. Naturally. Um and the school um offers a degree here, the only program in the US. So I'm so um, proud of you. Yeah, thanks, girl. So, you know, that kind of was the catalyst to bring yeah. us here and um that's where you always wanted to be. So it kind of everything just fell completely into place. It really
0: did. Like um, like boom, 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 boom. And within two months, we were on the road yeah i mean i you know we this is obviously a podcast about mm-hmm. magic mm-hmm. so i mean i feel like i personally am a very intuitive person mm-hmm. and i pay attention like mm-hmm. i pay attention to what the universe is telling me and Correct. i pay attention to little signs and just every thing i was getting was like just go yeah like get out of right. where you are right. Um, so we just did yeah. it. So to me, it's like, uh, I don't know. It just all worked out. And I think that a lot of people right now are having a hard time and they're mm-hmm. sad and they feel hopeless. Just hold on, man. Like I, 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 I'm telling you guys, if we could
1: do this on a yeah. shoestring and mm-hmm. a hope and a prayer, it it can be done. And it's, you know, putting that intention out into the world and having the universe, you know bring about uh those changes that yeah. you're seeking um and and just being hopeful i mean it is
0: just it's freaking beautiful here. yeah i mean i know there's a you know you shouldn't be traveling right now as much as you uh, we can avoid it but careful yeah if you can get out here man mm-hmm. get out here i will say washington man you got some spooky spiders <laughs> that i was not prepared for i was sitting in the bathroom the other day and one crawled across my feet and i was like i've never seen you before what are you (laughs) you're big and you don't look familiar oh no oh my god! so that's interesting yeah
1: yeah yeah and we are now enjoying some seattle gin (gasps) and i know that every time we shoot this podcast they're, they're like god these gals must be luscious but we really don't drink no that we much. save it yeah and i've had one and a half and i'm like woo <laughs>
0: we're feeling good some strong gin it's gonna be a fun night this is three howls a seattle uh yeah al- i i don't want <laughs> alcohol company i don't know what, the, yeah. what they're called they gin. do uh, well they do other things they do other things but mm-hmm. we like their gin yeah clink hey and
1: i will say another fine fine thing in seattle the food is banging here Woo!
0: you got some it good ass food
1: on fire we have not had anything that has not been and it's
0: all been local like no chains it's all been local no. no
1: chains no 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 chains wow you're it's doing good. it
0: right yeah
1: and um the people have been super duper nice Yeah, I have not felt the Seattle freeze. When I go in to pick up some takeout food and somebody says, thank you so much
0: for spending part of your day with me, I'm like, dude, can you imagine hearing that? Pittsburgh, I love you. But can you imagine hearing that in Pittsburgh? (laughs) Absolutely not.
1: (laughs) I was like, did you just say thank you
0: for spending part of your day with me? Oh Oh.
1: my gosh, I love you. Put you in my pocket. (laughs) Take you home. Right? Right. Oh my God. Yeah, adorable. It was adorable. So that was a little, you know, that was our lengthy diatribe there. Three,
0: two, one.
1: <laughs> Here we are. Uh,
0: yeah. All right. So I am doing Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Right. <gasps> Thoughts? Ooh, not my thing. Not your thing? Not my thing. It wasn't for you?
1: No. <laughs> you didn't no, grow up in the my, 90s? No. Bewitched was my era.
0: Yeah, so yeah. okay, I have a point about Do that. You yeah, we'll zip talk. it. Shut your lips. Pump the brakes. Pump the brakes, there, bud. All right, so *Spring of the Teenage Witch* TV sitcom. Mm-hmm. Automatically, you're out. Out. You hate sitcoms. Don't like them. Too short. Too short.
1: Ten minutes commercial. Fifteen, twenty minutes of watch time. Wow. By the time I get invested, it's over. <laughs> Gotta wait till next week. I think sitcoms are supposed to
0: be just a little light. Not for you, no. Okay. First episode dropped on September twenty seventh, nineteen ninety six. I was three years old.
1: Wow. So you were not watching at that time. I was a little nugget.
0: Instead, you were watching the pest. <laughs> <gasps> I was. If anyone, ha- please, if John anyone, John Leguizamo, ha- if anyone has yeah. seen that movie, please. We were singing the theme song prior to filming yeah. this. So
1: yeah, because you used to watch it every minute of every
0: day. I love that movie. I don't see any problem with that. <laughs> but no one I know has seen that movie, and there's a reason for that. Oh, you know what? <laughs> Suck it. <laughs> Suck it. Oh my God! All right, 1996. Get there. We're there. 96. Get there mentally. There. What was I wearing? Uh, I want you to get your like denim, 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 denim. Uh, Your like, (laughs) what were those hair ties that had like the balls on them? Oh my God! You know what I'm talking about? Those were
1: from the 70s. They weren't. Yeah, they were retro. They came back in style in the 90s. They came back. Yeah, jelly
0: bracelets oh god yes yeah so jelly uh, shoes oh oh my god puffy inflatable chairs i really
1: want you to get there (laughs) hey i remember when i was a kid i was standing at the bus stop it had to be in the 70s and i had my my mom had finally let me get a pair of satin (laughs) satin shorts satin satin oh They were baby blue, girl. Baby blue. Why? And don't you know that it had rained that day, and when the bus came down, it went into a big puddle and (laughs) splashed all over my damn shorts and ruined them because (laughs) you couldn't wash satin. So they were goners, and I was devastated. I was devastated. (laughs) Why did you want- Thank God I didn't have my jelly shoes on (laughs) with the satin. (laughs) Jelly shoes were in the 90s. Dude, again, retro.
0: They had come back. Are you kidding me? I'm not kidding you. Another Did I just... corndog moment. <laughs> I thought that the 90s created the jelly shoe. No, <laughs> no. God, son mm-hmm. of a bitch.
1: Yeah. Uh, Those were so uncomfortable. Right. Okay, anyway. Get, Sabrina. Yes.
0: Get I'm in here. Get in the 90s zone. In the zone. Okay. Starring Melissa Joan Hart as Sabrina Spellman. hmm Beth Broderick. You know I'm going to butcher you these probably. names. probably. That's all right. I'll, I probably will on mine. Okay. Beth Broderick as Zelda Spellman, Caroline Rhea, Ray, I don't know. Ray. As Hilda uh. Spellman, Nate Rickart, right? oh jeez. Rikart. <laughs> 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 as Harvey Kinkle. <laughs> oh no, Kinkle. Why not just say does, You're he, like does Kinkle? Girls really have close. <laughs> <laughs> You're so close <laughs> to just saying Kinkle, right? Mr. Uh, Kinkle has Kinkles <laughs> the new nursery rhyme there you go uh, <laughs> oh my gosh and nick bouquet is the voice of salem saberhagen okay so there's your cast there's the cast all right you have never really watched this so you're never. in for a treat i'm in for it. strapping myself in girl <laughs> i'm back on the coaster ready to go <laughs> you're ready? ready okay school me takes place in west bridge Mm-hmm. And before you ask, it's fictional. Mm-hmm. It's a fiction- oh, is it? It is okay. <laughs> a fictional Boston town. However, the zip code of this town is 01970, mm-hmm. which is the same as Salem. So, little uh, nod. There you go. Okay. There you go. It's based on the Archie comics of the same name, mm-hmm. Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Yeah. Were you a
1: big Archie fan? I was not a big Archie fan, mm-hmm. but do recall Sabrina and uh josie and the pussycats
0: i love josie yeah. and the pussycats the so movie were with, yeah those were cartoons well i like the movie with rachel lee cook
1: <laughs> yes you did used to watch that as well did but not in, get good reviews but you also watched melissa joan hart and clarissa was it clarissa explains yes. It All? yes so you used to watch that all the time oh she she
0: yeah d- you know she, she had rolled, her place rolled, in rolled the, 90s. the 90s yeah she did she did Okay, so it's often compared to Bewitched, which Mm -hmm. is what I was going to say. So it's like the '90s version of Bewitched, Bewitched. Yeah, which you were going to do. I yeah, I think
1: I'm doing that next.
0: Ooh, uh, stay tuned. Stay tuned. Uh, It ran for seven seasons, Mm -hmm. and okay, I notable notable. I had this little side note. Do you remember Pat Robertson? Oh, uh, I do. From the 700 Club? Yes. That fucking old fart. I do. I recall him. <laughs> okay. He was on the air for like a million years. Dude, I used to watch, like, I'm not even kidding. And the 700 I used, Club? No, I used to fall asleep watching, like, Sabrina. Uh-huh. And then I'd wake up in the morning oh, and. It th- would be
1: Pat Robertson. <laughs> fucking oh, old. Shit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, That's disappointing. That old bag of dirt would be there telling me how to live my life and I'd be like, son of a bitch, this old white dude's in here trying to tell me how to live. We went from witches to this. To, so to here's this. why I bring him up. <laughs> I wrote old fart televangelist. <laughs> Sorry if he's like your relative or something. Oh, I apologize. Geez. Is he alive? I know. Yes. Is he? Oh. No, he is not. Yeah, he is. <laughs> Shut the front door. What Dude. is he,
1: 110? <laughs> Dude, I he thought he was passed old. away. He passed away a couple years ago. He was like a hundred.
0: Pat Robinson born March twenty second of nineteen thirty, he is ninety years old and still very much alive.
1: Damn! And if he's listening and in my to this, personal
0: opinion, a massive piece of shit.
1: He's listening to this podcast. You just insulted him.
0: You're not well liked. you not- <laughs> sorry, dude. So he tried to get this show pulled off the air because of its, because of the witchcraft themes.
1: Oh my gosh! And then he was on like following the Sabrina. Dude, I'm
0: not kidding. I used to fall asleep at night watching like Nick. Was it Nick at Night or I don't know if it was ABC or uh-huh. whatever? And it was all the good shit yeah. at night. And then I'd fall asleep. And then I'd wake up in the morning getting ready for school, and I'm like, God, this old fucking heck? fart is sitting yeah. here. Yeah,
1: yeah. he was always on yeah. when I woke up in the morning. Seven
0: Hundred Club mm-hmm. Center. yes him you are going to hell exactly so he tried to get the show pulled off the air yeah okay get a grip my god okay so the premise Mm -hmm. okay i'm gonna just give you the rundown of the first episode okay and kind of the because the first episode really it's kind of all of the episodes if you know what i mean yeah sitcom
1: (laughs) enough (laughs) subtle drag
0: (laughs) Okay, so it opens with Sabrina Spellman receiving a present for her 16th birthday from her two aunts, Zelda and Hilda. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. The mm-hmm. present is a black cauldron. Love it. Ooh. I would welcome that present. Yeah. But she was like, what the fuck is this? What the hell's this shit? <laughs> she says, a black pot. <laughs> Just what I've always wanted. What I've always wanted. She... What she really
1: wanted was some satin
0: shorts. <laughs> or some jelly sandals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah hello where's my jelly shoes <laughs> oh shit okay she's a witch the the two Oh an- what? my goodness what the two ants tell her here's this black cauldron because you're a witch mm-hmm. and she's like what, the, what a what way to break about? the news where's yeah. the hat <laughs> where's right the broomstick where's the broomstick cauldron really <laughs> is that your go-to Hmm. Uh, they say we're witches your father was a witch you're a witch for some reason 16 mm-hmm. is like mm-hmm. the so number when you
1: come into your power
0: correct yeah mm-hmm. so she is a half witch okay. okay her father was a witch but her mother is mortal so in harry potter world a muggle oh uh, look at the- yes <laughs> look at you go way to go up top uh is that offensive what? No wait. Muggles not offense. No, don't think no so. mudblood. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you're getting- I'm cutting that shit out.
1: <laughs> Why? Isn't muggle offensive? Isn't it? Isn't We're it- talking
0: about a hypothetical world. <laughs> 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 Woo, girl! Just take another step. Okay. Anywho. Okay. <clears throat> her answer there to teach her magic because. So apparently, there's this rule, right, mm-hmm. where if she sets eyes on her mortal mother in the first two years of her learning her powers, mm. the mother would. Oh my god, I can't speak. The, mm-hmm. <laughs> the mm-hmm. mother will turn into a ball of wax. What? <laughs> I don't know. Sabrina's like, yeah, right. I don't know what the hell you guys are talking about. And she goes to school, and she's t- chilling in bio class, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and she's supposed to dissect a frog. Okay. But she feels bad. But, oh, yeah, because that's, that's shitty. That's cruel. Okay. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, you don't no. do that. Would you want someone to dissect you? No. <laughs> okay. No. Exactly. So she feels bad. And with she points at the frog and was like, I wish you were still alive. And wouldn't you freaking know it? The frog comes back to life. What? I am shocked. And she's like, huh? Okay back at home. So, you know, she makes a frog come back to life. Mm-hmm. She goes back home and she receives another gift from her father, which is a book called The Discovery of Magic, which I'm kind of likening it to Book of Shadows. Okay. Right. I would say. Okay. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Never seen it, but yeah. Okay. She's reading the book. She's like still not buying it, but then her cat, who is a black cat named Salem, begins to talk. And he's, hey, that would convince me. Would it? Yeah.
1: I'd be like, <laughs> damn, all right now.
0: I'm into this. Now I'm on board. Uh, now I'm on board. And he's sassy. And he's Ooh, literally yeah. hilarious. Love it. I like to imagine Nanook talking like Salem the Cat. Really? But I don't think he's that smart. Or sassy. Or No. <laughs> oh, poor guy.
1: He'd probably talk like Marmaduke.
0: Oh, <laughs> ouch. <laughs> but you're right. Yeah. But, but ouch. Yeah. Yup. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Okay. So she starts believing it after the cat starts to talk. Mm-hmm. All right. I would too. You're like, yeah. and I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> and for that reason, I'm in. So they all start practicing magic together, right? The mm-hmm. ants are trying to, mm-hmm. again, sitcom. You've got 30 minutes. I think it's hilarious. 15. Okay. <laughs> 15 with the commercials. Um, I think it's hilarious how quickly she's like, "Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I'm a witch. I'm a witch. Yeah, duh, right." Um, and they start practicing, and they're turning apples into oranges, mm-hmm. like literally. Mm-hmm. So the thing about this show is all of the magic comes with you have to point. Okay, and that's it. Point, and there's your magic. There you comes go. Comes out of your finger. Okay, bink.
1: So with Samantha, it was a, it was a little yeah. nose twitch.
0: Right now yeah. it's a, a pink with
1: your finger, pink, pink. Yeah, but what if you just happen to be like, hey, over there, and then what?
0: That's what happens. Oh crap! <laughs> oh my gosh! Wow, you gotta hone that craft, girl. She hasn't honed it yet. Has, in has the not first, honed the craft in the first fifteen minutes oh, of the dang. series. Okay, oh, dang. so there's this high school bully. So something goes awry. Yes, high school bully, Ooh. mean to her. Okay, mm-hmm. she's like starting shit, and Sabrina's like. <laughs> Hey. Hey you don't and do points that. at her and turns her into a pineapple. A, pine- a <laughs> pineapple. a pineapple. Pineapple.
1: What an odd choice of I, why'd she turn
0: into a fruit? <laughs> because they when they were practicing the magic. Oh, apples to oranges. Right. But she couldn't get the apple into an orange. She could only get the apple into a pineapple. Oh. So then when she was getting angry at the bully she turned Turn into, into a, pineapple. a pineapple. Okay, I get it. All right. Thanks okay. for that clarification. She takes the pineapple, which is actually the high school bully, home to her aunts, and she's like, What the hell? I just mm-hmm. turned this girl into a pineapple. How do I get her back? The girl turns back into herself and mm-hmm. realizes she's a witch. Okay. Uh oh. Weird things are happening and she's gonna tell the entire school. Oh wow. She's the a, secret is out. The secret's out within mm-hmm. the first ten minutes oh, of, the, of the series. Of the
1: very first very first Correct. episode.
0: Sabrina mm-hmm. says my life is over as a high school student. What do I do? The aunt says, Well, you have to go to the council of what's it called? I don't know. The witches council. Okay. That's what it's called. Who happens to be Penn and Teller.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's oh play- Pendulette. All right.
0: Played by Penn and Teller.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. You have to go to the Witches Council to request uh to turn back time okay mm-hmm. so the popular girl does not tell the whole entire school that Sabrina's a witch mm-hmm. she waits for the council's decision she chats with Salem about it the request gets denied oh darn okay oh yeah. bummer Um, but Hilda works some magic and talks them into turning back time and all is well <laughs> and so nobody finds out she's a witch
1: nobody finds out and she's for a how witch? many seasons was this on seven and nobody knew she was a witch uh, Harvey Kinkle finds out at some point oh Kinkles Kinkles <laughs> finds out she's a rich. Is he be is is he the BFF? He's the love interest. Oh, oh, okay, all right. Oh, uh, I see, uh-huh. I see where this He's, is going. Yeah, and mm-hmm. he accepts her for who she is. Right, I love
0: it. I love it. You really just laid out the entire series there. The entire, <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, the so the series follows Sabrina going through everyday life, uh, juggling schoolwork, love, friendship, and of course, which magic. Act? in witchcraft so there's the series in a nutshell okay i can't get too deep with it because Mm -hmm. it's not
1: it's not supposed to be
0: taking light yeah right
1: it's it's, uh light it's
0: a sitcom yeah so it's supposed to be you know light and Light and fun right so but i did find this article And I'm going to, you know, name drop here. It's called How Each Incarnation of Sabrina the Teenage Witch is Symbolic of Feminism Throughout the Years by Clarice Lockery. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm going to be taking some quotes from there. That's why I'm going to name drop it. Because Mm -hmm. she talks about the connection between girl power and witchcraft via. Via? Via. Via. I see. I had it right the first time. You had it right the first time. (laughs) go girl (laughs) darn it look at me go (laughs) so close so the comic which dropped in 1962 Mm -hmm. cartoon Mm -hmm. okay was written by men oh two men okay okay and sabrina reflected the 60s idea of a witch right she was sexually attractive she was mischievous however she was controllable Mm. because if she were to fall in love she would lose her powers oh hmm. so written from the perspective of men
1: so you're only powerful until you, until we until say you you're not submit to a
0: man correct yeah uh, what a bunch of shite right okay. okay so then you go to the 1990s which is what we're talking about mm. The whole show was written by females, so it was... Wonderful. Th- it was female-driven, Um, the cast was female-driven, uh-huh. the crew was female-driven, it had a female front-runner, Nell Scoville? Scoville? Scoville.
1: Scoville? <laughs> like the pepper. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's the Scoville. The Scoville. Um, I'm probably butchering that, but so it was more of a female perspective now it still Mm -hmm. had its downfalls you know there wasn't that much uh representation it wasn't that diverse of a cast okay Okay. however you were still getting witchcraft from a female perspective okay in the 1990s -hmm. whereas prior It was from a men's perspective. Mm -hmm. So you had a strong female character who happened to have powers. She was goofy, smart. She was go getter hard worker, lovable, loyal. Mm -hmm. Um, the ants were strong female leads Mm -hmm. empowerment through women's eyes. So instead of men telling the story of a woman and how she's empowered, right? This was coming coming from from women. Right. Right. Um, So then you have the modern day. So if you don't know, Sabrina has been redone again. Mm -hmm. uh, And it's called The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. And it follows the kind of follows the comic a little closer. Like it takes place in the town that it was supposed to take place in in the comic. And it's in like the Riverdale universe. Okay. Yeah. Like the Archie. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, And it actually has more ties to the occult. Like, yes. they focus more. So Sabrina, the the 90s version, mm-hmm. it's supposed to be lighthearted and kind of goofy and yeah. fun. Um, not to be taken seriously. As far mm-hmm. as witchcraft goes, yes. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just supposed to be kind of silly. Mm-hmm. Um, still, like, serious in its own way, right. but just not, mm-hmm. you know, they didn't go and study the occult. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> and, and make sure it was accurate. Right. Whereas The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina is much more like yeah. they actually... So that's mm-hmm. going to be a separate episode.
1: Yeah, I watch, I've watched a few of those episodes. Yeah. yeah. It's darker. It's very dark. Right.
0: Yes. However, they do focus more... So while they focus more on the actual occult, it is also more of a look at social structures and mm-hmm. social injustices. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's more rooted in like... The history of witchcraft in women, mm, right? So it's just yeah. different.
1: Yeah, it's darker than I usually, you know. Yeah, um, subscribe to, but definitely I would watch that over the '90s sitcom. You know.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was just a different time, yeah, in absolutely. my opinion. So I have a direct quote from the article that I mentioned earlier. So. It says, historically, witches have been outcasts and much of this unease clearly stems from fear of female force. Mm -hmm. The teenage witch genre articulates a new powerful image of femininity. It's not that the herb potions have become hip- Rather, witchcraft has become synonymous with power and girly magic. Mm. So it kind of talked about how like in the 90s with Charmed and Buffy, Mm -hmm. uh, which we've Mm -hmm. talked about Mm -hmm. and Sabrina, um, you had this like female empowerment thing going on that was directly correlated to witchy powers, right? which kind of made it like it was kind of like claiming the was taking back the name Mm -hmm. like witchcraft is ours yeah as opposed to men saying that like this is bad and witchcraft means you know yeah i was like no bitch right
1: yeah (laughs) so i i feel like in that time period of the 90s and different you know witch things like you said charmed and all those it it's almost like you're seen as Just kind of a little batty, a little Mm. like you're not taken seriously. You're kind of a joke, but you yourself know that the power is there. And Mm. I feel like moving forward into the in today's time period, like everybody else knows you're serious. You know what I mean? Like they're Mm. not shrugging you off. You know, if that makes sense, it does. I mean, with the episodes of Sabrina that I watch, the new episodes, it's kind of like, yeah, there's no mistaking that this, you know, you're taking this person seriously.
0: Yeah, it's just a little more, um, I, ballsy. I guess mm-hmm. is the word. Very like, ballsy, right? Yeah, that's just that's like claiming. Mm-hmm. Whereas you know the '90s and it had its place. Like mm-hmm. in my opinion, it was very important. Like I said, and I mean it. Sorry Mm -hmm. to drag the Mm -hmm. old dude earlier, but I did used to, like, watch this religiously Mm -hmm. at night. Mm -hmm. Um, No pun intended. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Another subtle drag. (laughs) Um, Because it was, like, you know, uh, she was a smart character. She she was serious, but not in the way of Mm -hmm. today. She was serious for the 90s. Yeah. Um, it was goofy. It was a sitcom, but it was a sitcom that showed a woman that I related to, which right. was not very common. It was not the normal. Correct. Right. It was not the normal, you mm-hmm. know. So, in that way, I think that the show was very important. Yeah. Um, they had a lot of musical guests. Oh, really? Like, they were big on music and really? yeah, not your kind. Not my you know. kind. was but like it the Backstreet Boys. Yes, oh, NSYNC, Lord. Britney, oh, no. yep. RuPaul was on an and episode. Again, I might. (laughs) But again, (laughs) I have written in my side notes, it's a 90s time capsule, man. Like it really, uh, they Mm. really rode with it. They were one of the biggest shows on the air. Oh, I know. I know it was. Yeah. Yeah. So I have in my side notes, the Spellman Manor
1: is Mm -hmm. gorgeous.
0: Yeah. Yes. And it's an actual uh, house. It's a Victorian mansion located in Freehold, New Jersey. So you can go oh, and see really shut yep. up so add it to up, the list add bitch. That to the list we just moved way across the- <laughs> now we're going back to the east coast oh i don't know we'll get there and mm-hmm. the high school that they attend is in englewood new jersey oh englewood mm-hmm. i feel like i was there i feel like we might have been there yeah and I think we, we missed were. it son of a bitch damn it um another side note the opening sequence is iconic it's like sabrina um standing in front of a mirror and she's you know changing her outfit kind of mm-hmm. in like a clueless type mm-hmm. of fashion mm-hmm. um and the first three outfits she changes into are the same but then the fourth is always has something to do with the episode oh. so it's different every time okay. All right. okay. iconic hello okay. little
1: f- foreshadowing yes which i'm going to talk about a lot and what's coming up for me
0: oh love yeah. it okay so salem as i mentioned the black cat Mm -hmm. love he's the hands down the best part of the show oh my god he's so many good one-liners um but so the cat was actually a puppet okay uh, right so not like the bed knobs and broomsticks cat no (laughs) no, not that poor cat
1: (laughs) and cheapers creepers
0: (laughs) oh my god But they would do like some live shots with an actual Mm -hmm. cat. And there were three cats that played Salem over the years uh, named Elvis. (gasps) What dude? He always
1: makes his way into these podcasts. Here he is again. Yes.
0: So the three cats, Elvis, Witch, and Warlock were their names. Oh, fun. I know. I like the Elvis. I know. So as I said earlier, the cast was mostly female, um, as was the writer's room. And it had a nice. female showrunner. So mm-hmm. girl power. Girl power. I love it. Yeah. Um, I think that if you have young kids mm-hmm. or like middle school mm-hmm. aged kids. This one. This one. Yeah. Um, I mean, the other one, you know, it. it but this Teenagers. one is like a good introductory yeah. show yeah. to yeah. witchcraft. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's cute. It's fun. Mm-hmm. It, it did what it was supposed to do. Yeah. I think the cast is great. I think it's funny. Yeah. I I really don't have anything bad to say about it.
1: right. Yeah. So up top, that's what I got. Top notch job there, Jim. Wow. I love it. Love it. Sweet. All right, girl.
0: You done? I'm done.
1: Sweet. Nailed it. I feel like my notes got a little smeared. I'm gone. That's all right. That's called Use a Laptop. Hey, I like the old school. I like the old school. Old school. Mm-hmm. I used a purple pen. <laughs> Is it mine? No, it was mine. Mm-hmm. Mine, not yours. Sure. All right. So do you know what I'm talking about
0: today? I do because I do? saw you watching it.
1: Did you? All right. So I am doing today um, a little movie from the 2000. Is that one that was made? 2000. Called What Lies Beneath. I love it. Love this movie. I love this movie, and I was a little disappointed to hear that it was kind of like um, poo-pooed by the critics. Really? I was disappointed to hear that. Why do you always say that? That I was disappointed to hear that? That everything was poo-pooed. I know. What the crap? Maybe I just like movies that are like off the beaten path.
0: Who are these critics? Who are
1: these critics? Is it Pat Robertson? What was his name? Siskel and Ebert. (laughs) 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 So What Lies Beneath... Two thousand considered a thriller horror. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. I'm
1: under the I'm under the you know I didn't pick a three hour movie this time. It's only an hour and thirty minutes. Okay, well no one hundred and thirty minutes. So well no shit. That's like that's say... two hours.
0: <laughs> Damn it! Nice Cut try. Cut that out. Cut that out. Lori tries to do math,
1: <laughs> and I fail miserably because <laughs> it's like one in the morning. Yeah. Um, so it had a budget of one million dollars. And it took in two hundred ninety-one million at the box office and made it one of the top ten grossing films of the year two thousand.
0: I've so, been to the year. Oh no, that's three thousand
1: by the Jonas Brothers. Two thousand. Ignore um, me. A space odyssey. <laughs> now, um, so you know, financially it did well, but the okay. critics kind of poo-pooed it, and we'll go into why. But it had a great cast: um, Harrison Ford. Uh, plays uh, Dr. Norman Spencer. Mr. Harrison Ford plays Dr. Norman Spencer.
0: Dr. Norman Spencer. Yes,
1: we may better know him as Mr. Han Solo. Hans? Han. <laughs> I said Han. Han Solo. is Hans? Hans. Gosh. Han.
0: <laughs> Hans, no. Han, H-A-N.
1: <laughs> Obviously, not I thought a it star. Was w- Hans, like plural. Not Hans. <laughs> Hans Solo. Would I call him Hans Solo? <laughs> Cut that shit out. I do not watch Star Wars. I'm just going to say that. But now I did watch Indiana Jones, and he was Indiana Jones. Hello, oh.
0: <laughs> I wasn't any better. I thought it was plural. Hans. 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 Oh, jeez. Hans Olo. <laughs>
1: Hans Olo. Crazy. <laughs> Oh my gosh. We (laughs) need (laughs) need to go to like
0: grammar school real bad. For
1: names. How to pronounce names. (laughs) For names. Yes. Um, Michelle Pfeiffer is um, Claire Spencer.
0: You know what I'm going to say?
1: What? Michelle Pfeiffer. Michelle Pfeiffer. (laughs) Get your heart out, Michelle Pfeiffer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, from uh,
0: In in Living
1: Color. In Living Color. That was a little Jim Carrey skit. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, You say
0: a little a lot.
1: uh, We've gone way off the rails here. (laughs) Okay, the next person in this cast, Diana Scarwood. She plays Jody, (laughs) and I love her character. I think she might be me. Is she the sister? No, she's the friend. Oh, she's she's the friend. She's like the boho friend. Mm -hmm. But you might remember her in a little movie Called Mommy Dearest, where she plays like the teenage Christina. No wire hangers, Christina! <laughs> right? Uh-huh. So that's who she plays. Okay. Um, and then Amber Valletta, who plays um, our apparition, and uh, she was the gallon hitch. Which one? Uh, the one that, uh, you know, the, the superstar that he tries to hook. What's his ah, name up? Lenny yes. James is that his name? No, no. Shit, <laughs> <laughs> cut that out. Chris, he's from The Walking Dead. What's his name? Kevin James. <laughs> Kevin James. <laughs> <laughs> it's so late. It's so late. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. Oh, no. So oh, anyway, she god. was in hitch. <laughs> So again, produced and directed by Robert Zemeckis. Okay. And he's done a lot of horror movies. And I am enjoying learning that the people that produce and direct these movies that I love have, you know, what they what else they do. So he did Tells from the Crypt. He did House on Haunted Hill. The remake? Uh-huh. Oh. In 99. And I love he also that. did Thirteen Ghosts. So there's your <gasps> Matthew Lilliard. And um, Matthew Lilliard. He brings it on in to you nowhere. Know
0: another- We still say it wrong. Lillard. Matthew Lillard. I know. I can't do it. Yeah,
1: we're going to say it whatever way we say it. He did (laughs) Ghost Ship, which we just talked about last week, which I love. He did House of Wax. (laughs) Starring. Best Outtakes. Jared Padalecki and Chad Michael. Mm -hmm. Chad Michael Marr. Um, Gothica he did and I it's not a horror film but I like to call it a horror film Polar Express because Tom Hanks
0: (laughs) that just creeps me out The animation that's like animated, but it looks like real people really does freak me Mm -hmm, out. mm -hmm. And then he did one not too long ago,
1: I think 2018, Welcome to Marwin with Steve Carell. And you didn't see that, but I did. I Mm -mm. thought it was good. So we talked about, um, I will say that there is no way for me to talk about this film without giving away major spoilers. Right. And so I would highly suggest that if you have not seen this movie, to shut this off go watch the movie and then come back and listen to this because come on back major spoilers i I can't do it without giving out giving away the spoilers and you know you know you don't want to know these spoilers if you haven't seen this movie so there is a lot of foreshadowing in this movie um we start the opening scene with some foreshadowing she's in the bathroom which i feel like if there was an award for most scenes shot in a bathroom this would win it you know because like half the movie is shot in the bathroom in the bathtub yeah. specifically yeah. Yeah. yeah um so there's uh the opening scene bathtub mirror hair dryer hmm foreshadowing um a beautiful house on the lake it's it takes place in Vermont seemingly a normal loving couple about to take their daughter off to college Um, He's a genius scientific researcher, and she is kind of now suffering from some empty nest syndrome Mm. because they've taken their daughter to college and she's very close to her. Um, So she has a lot of time on her hands because, you know, he's very busy researching and now the daughter's gone. And it's quite interesting because she's so upset about taking this daughter off to college, but yet, hey peace out because that's the last time we hear or see of this kid in the entire movie but anyway she's got a lot of time on her hands and she's feeling you know empty nest Um, there's some new neighbors that have moved across from them that they haven't met um, but he works at the same place that Norman works which is Harrison Ford's character Um, but they're constantly serenaded in the night to their love making harmonies (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, so uh, they kind of uh, show you that Michelle Pfeiffer, she's kind of like she flies the straight and narrow, you know. Oh. OK. And so after they take the daughter to college, she she decides she's maybe going to let her hair down a little bit. And she tells Norman, leave the windows open and let's see if we can, you know, it's like a sporting competition. Let's see if we can compete with their. Oh, <laughs> I know.
0: Get over it. <laughs>
1: Gross. So. Why did I just sound like a middle-aged? I know. Oh. Hey, don't be so uptight, <laughs> Leanne. <laughs> oh, my God. So they're definitely spinning this emptiness syndrome thing here. Um, and so she's in the garage looking at some old photos. And we see her daughter in this Juilliard shirt. And then she flips back to some pictures and we notice that she's in that same shirt. So we've made the connection that she, um, we see her playing the cello and she's outside of Carnegie Hall. So she was like this famous cellist. Mm Mm-hmm. In her earlier days. chalo, you have a Ch- base. Hello. Right okay. on. <laughs> if you flip it up, a <laughs> Um, So some papers fall out, again, some foreshadowing, and we see a picture of Norman and his dad. We see a newspaper clipping of his dad's obituary, and we see um, an insurance claim picture of this totaled car. So some foreshadowing there. She runs out of the garage. She's crying. And it just so happens that her new neighbor is also crying in the yard next to her. Simpatico. And they meet between the fence. A meet cute. It's a meet cute. (laughs) Um, They only see each other through the fence. But she gets the sense that her neighbor is afraid of her husband and that her husband is like harming her.
0: The neighbor's husband.
1: Yes. Okay. So she's worried. Mm-hmm. and Since she has all this time on her hand, Duh. you know, what does she do? What does what does any good neighbor do? Stalk them? They take a welcome basket over with some of her prize-winning roses and some
0: jam. A basket. You know <laughs> it's who, a basket. You know who loves to make baskets? Laura loves to make baskets. <laughs> she loves to make a I gift basket. I am the queen
1: basket maker. <laughs> um, I would have done that. I would have totally done that. I
0: know you would have.
1: Um, and what she sees on the porch appears to be one bloody shoe. Uh-uh. Just one? Just one. Where's the other? Just one shoe. The house seems a little unkempt. Like there's baskets, hang, like hanging baskets, but no flowers in them. And it, you can tell, like, they're, they're not really, they're not taking care of their house. <laughs> Judgy. Well, Why? Just because seems, they don't have It just plants? seems like they've got a lot going on. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? A mm-hmm. lot going on. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, So she uh, sees this bloody shoe and she thinks, hmm, what's happening? Does not see the wife. She's nowhere to be found. So she starts spying on him because, hey, Norman's away at the lab researching and the daughter's not home. So she's got a lot of time, as we've said. Where's your cello? Where's your cello? Um, So she sees him loading a large trash bag into the back of his trunk on a rainy night and you know she's like hmm i believe that he has killed (laughs) his wife
0: obviously it's a body (laughs) obviously it's a body that's the way my mind works That's exactly
1: where i go Mm -hmm. so uh you know when i'm looking at my neighbors with binoculars (laughs) (laughs) so of course her husband thinks she's lost her mind right Mm -hmm. but as we continue along things get worse because things start to go bump in the night, right? Doors start opening on their own. Um, The electronics start just turning themselves on. The computer starts pulling up these uh, just initials, M-E-F, M-E-F, M-E-F. And she finds out that her neighbor's name is Mary Fuhrer. There's the M and the F, right? Oh, shit. Yeah. And then she takes the dog for a walk down by the lake and throws his ball in the water and he's... He's like, I'm not having any of that. He's not going for the ball. So she Dude. goes to get it. There's, There seems to be a body laying
0: in the lake. I'm not kidding. If my dog is out, mm-hmm. I'm out. Mm-hmm. Like if the, the dog nook? says no... Right. Mm -mm, They're too sensitive. Like if you see your dog looking all weird and Mm -hmm. no, no duck and run kids for that reason,
1: I'm I'm out. out. So yeah, she seems to see this body floating in the water and she gets a little scared. You don't say. Yeah. So she's a little frightened and she decides to head down to the research lab and just hang out with Norman because she's scared and he's not coming home. And while she's in there, she realizes that they're researching this drug that paralyzes. Here's some foreshadowing. Paralyzes the person but leaves them conscious. And a red flag is thrown. Hello. And they, you can hear them saying it lasts like maybe five minutes and before it starts wearing off. So it's a way for like testing for what purpose. So like if you were testing somebody, uh, you know, to find out if they had some sort of disease or something and you wanted them to be conscious to say like, does this hurt? Does like, Well, you couldn't because you'd be paralyzed, but (laughs) I was going to say literally that wouldn't work (laughs) and I'm out Um, (laughs) and back it up, back it up. Um, Why they would be conscious then? I don't know. (laughs) But that's what they were testing. And you're getting too deep into this. Okay,
0: my bad, my bad.
1: (laughs) So, um, so there's some foreshadowing. So, anyway, she goes home. Her cool friend, her Boho friend, Jody comes to visit who I absolutely love this gal uh, and brings her some mushroom tea because it helps soothe a broken heart. And, you know, she's she's the gal for me. So um, she dresses cool. She's got a cool car, and those two decide that, you know, she tells her about the neighbor. She's like, "I think he killed her." you know, So they decide to have a seance
0: naturally. They go and
1: get the Ouija board Ah. and they're in the bathroom. They're having the seance in the bathroom. Mm -mm. So. Nope. And I'm out Um, because she sees a shadow in her bathtub. Like she goes, she goes upstairs the one night and there's like steam coming out of the bathroom door. And when she opens it up, the tub is mysteriously full and she goes to like pull the plug and there's like another person standing there.
0: Nope. Looking in the water. I would be out of that house so quickly. Mm -hmm. No seance. No No seance. So they're doing the
1: seance, lighting the candles, working the Ouija board. And I told you to remind me of this because I was in the house kind of by myself because when I was watching this... Are you about to tell me something spooky? Dude, I'm watching this. So there's a point when they're doing the seance and the door of the bathroom starts... Right? Okay, Okay. And so... I'm thinking it's the damn television and I'm hearing and I look up and the door to Uncle Bob's is closing shut and I about shat my pants <laughs> yeah obviously there was wind blowing but at the very same time when the wind, when the door in the movie was going and I was like I think I just shat my pants <laughs> I, I, I shit myself so of course nothing happens while jody is there but jody leaves and she goes upstairs and the steam's coming out of the bathroom and she's like what do you want and in the mirror the steam says you know bitch i I don't don't know know. and i'm out i don't know so she is very convinced that you know the it's the neighbor it's the neighbor and she's saying hey like you know what happened to me you know, so she goes back to the lab to confront Norman and say, like, I'm freaking out here. I know he killed her. And she sees him like she sees him because they work at the same place. She sees him. And she's she confronts him. She and she's a like, neighbor. The neighbor. She's like, I know you killed your wife. And, uh, and meanwhile, there's all these people around and she's looking like, hmm you know her cheese done slid off her cracker mm-hmm. and she even looks worse when the wife comes out of the restroom and is like hey what's up guys what's you know up, yeah? <laughs> what's up you? Yeah. he's like i didn't kill my wife you know she's right like, there oh damn you know so what the shit is going on who the hell is haunting her who the hell's haunting her what what so now it really looks like she is just lost her mind cheese
0: off cracker got it
1: off the cracker so while all of this stuff so her friend so she goes home so her husband says you know you need to go talk to somebody so she's you know seeing a therapist and she comes home from therapy and and jody has left this book of witchcraft and spells on her on her doorstep and she's like some conjuring spells all right no so when she goes into the house she really there's this picture that keeps falling over and it's a picture of her husband getting this award from the dupont society or something and it breaks okay and the glass shatters she gets a piece of glass in her foot and she's trying to get it out and she notices this key has fallen is in this vent so she pulls the key out puts it in her pocket. But behind the picture is like this newspaper clipping of this girl that had gone missing the year before and her initials are M E F.
0: A coinky so, dink,
1: a coinky dink, so she starts researching, finds this girl that's missing and goes to her mom's house. And, and we like, have escalated. We've escalated. <laughs> and we're like, "What?" And while she's there she sees the the most recent picture of her and she's wearing this necklace and she there's this braid of hair on the picture and she takes the braid she hold, takes the hold braid on. Hi, mom. How are you? I've never met you before. I'm just going to take this from your home. I don't save any of that stuff. So anyway, she takes the piece of hair, because you're supposed to have something personal,
0: right? If you
1: want to, you know, connect connect with them to the other side. And so she starts conjuring in this book of spells and becomes possessed by the spirit
0: and we have escalated and again we have
1: escalated again and so she comes home and you know she is definitely not uh you know norman's wife tight ass she ain't claire and yeah she's all dressed all sultry and she's you know seducing him and we realize that she's been possessed and when he knocks the hair out of her hand she turns like back into herself but now she knows knows and she's like you knew her and then she says ah so remember when we talked about her looking at those pictures in the garage and the the insurance claim Mm -hmm. so one year prior to that she had wrapped her she was at this dupont chair party reception for him where he was getting this award sees this girl realizes something's going on she flees wraps her car around you know whatever she's in this bad accident and she's like blocked all of this from her mind so after this incident she's like you knew her you were having an affair with her. What? Right? Okay. Yeah. And he's like, uh, 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 you oh, know, what What are you talking about? I don't know what you're saying. So he, he cops to it and he's like, well, yeah, I had an affair with her, you know? Mm-hmm. So she leaves. She's like, I'm out of here. Goes to Jody's house. And Jody says, I feel really bad because you're my friend. And she said, and I was visiting this little artsy town called Adamant. Adamant. That's how she said it. But I can't ever think of anything besides Adamant, the, right. the singer, yep, yep. the 1980s post-punk new wave <laughs> singer of Goody Two Shoes. Uh-huh. So every time they say it in the movie, I'm like, oh, yeah, Adamant. You know, and I want to snap my fingers. Mm -hmm. Anyway, it's an artsy town. She goes, and I went there to like antique and I went to this little cafe and I saw Norman with this with this woman. And I knew the way they were sitting that it was not platonic, you know, she said. But the very next day is when you like wrapped your car around the telephone pole or whatever. And, you know, I didn't want to say anything. So, she's like, hmm, okay, okay. So, she decides (laughs) to forgive Norman, and they're on their boat. And she says, well, maybe, you know, maybe we can go up the coast a little, and we can go to that little town called Adamant, Adamant, (laughs)
0: <laughs> Adam and,
1: and we can do some antiquing. She's like, have you ever been there? And he's like, no, uh-uh, no, never heard of it. So she knew he was still lying. Mm-hmm. So she decides to go there herself and sees the cafe. And beside it, there's this little jewelry shop. And in the jewelry shop is the necklace that she was wearing in that picture. And, it comes in a box that had a key, like the key she pulled out of that vent. And so she's like, Hmm, right. Okay. Mm -hmm. So she knows he's lying and she goes home and she's like, I know you're lying. Like, did you have something to do with this? And so he says, well, I came home and you know, she had killed herself in the house and I just dumped her body in the lake because I didn't want her to ruin my career you know, what was I supposed to do? And she says, well, you have to call and tell the tell the authorities. Right. And so he calls and says, hey, can you send a cop out here? Long story short, it's all a bunch of bullshit. He just tells her that when she hits the redial on the phone, he hadn't dialed the cops. And so mm-hmm. she knew mm-hmm. Norman lie. You lying like a rug. And so what happens Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He goes for, uses that <laughs> experimental paralyzer, right? And there it is. And there it is. And he paralyzed her, and now he's going to off her. And not only did he not just toss her body in the lake after she killed herself, he killed her. Like, and he enjoyed it. And now he's going to kill his wife because she's getting in his way. And he goes up, and he fills up the tub, and he puts her in, and she's paralyzed. Okay right mhm <clears throat> and this whole movie we see her and she's like completely like put together just like pristine girl pedicure that's all i'm saying <gasps> pedicure so Ooh. she's so she's like in the tub and she can't move and he sees like the necklace cuz she had found the necklace of the girl and she he's like oh what's that and when he like pulls her up it's the face of the girl and he cracks his head and he goes down and the drug is wearing off and she manages right before she's ready to drown to wrap her toe around who were they gross toes pedicure that's all i'm saying Uh, that is all i'm saying michelle pfeiffer Pfeiffer, pedicure get a paint job (laughs) (laughs) um so she kind of looks out and he's not there she goes down he's laying on the floor he's a bloody mess she grabs the keys she gets in the car and she's going across the bridge which there's no cell phone reception until you get to a certain part in the bridge and lo and behold he's in the back of the damn truck and they go into the water which happens to be the very exact same place where he buried the car right and out comes the body of, you know, Madison. And he's trying to drown Michelle Pfeiffer. She locks him down there and Michelle Pfeiffer escapes. Harrison Ford, he don't make it out. Goodbye. Because she's, she's holding on to him down there. Who's she? Madison. Okay. The gal he killed. <laughs> the gal. The gal that he killed. Okay. Yeah. So... Um. Yeah, so that's pretty much <laughs> the movie pretty in a nutshell. Much. I went through the whole movie. Literally so, I literally went through.
0: <laughs> you literally just gave me a play-by-play by play play by play.
1: of the entire film. Well, it's very important. So, <laughs> so the critics poo-pooed this, right? And they're saying that it's very... Um, I can't even say this word because I'm going to laugh. <laughs> Hitchcockian <laughs> <laughs> okay. Which sounds dirty right It's Hitchcockian um, It's a Hitchcockian thriller So basically he was They were like following a Hitchcock movie mm-hmm. The music is by Alan Silvestri and he appears To be uh, the music is Like in the style of Psycho Okay And similarly, both movies share a theme of dead bodies hidden by rolling cars into bodies of water. Okay. As Michelle Pfeiffer is climbing out of the tub, the shower curtain pulls off the rod, which is like a nod to Psycho. And Harrison Ford's character is named Norman. Hmm. So there's your nod to Psycho. When Michelle Pfeiffer is spying on the neighbor... It's a very um, big nod to Rear Window, the Hitchcock movie Rear Window. Um, And so I guess the critics didn't care for that. Really? You know, which I thought it would be,
0: you know. I mean, I'm a big Hitchcock fan, and I never really, like, it wasn't so blatant that it, like, knocked me over the head. right,
1: exactly. Um, When Michelle Pfeiffer visits Adamant... The store is called Sleeping Dog that she finds the necklace, which is um, a nod to the quote, let sleeping dogs lie. Don't let, don't scratch the surface Mm. because that could get you into trouble. And the village in Vermont called Adamant changed its name in 1905 from Sodom, which is the town sodom and gomorrah that god destroys for sexual immorality which is the ultimate cause of norman's problems which i find it's interesting like how who are the people that delve so deep into these little
0: like details minuscule details it's fascinating um are you really asking me that you know that they are virgo Because you're like, because you're doing the same thing, Mom. (laughs) Um, Claire
1: Norman Sailboat is called Good Jeans. That's Barfy. Good jeans? Good jeans. Not like, I love your Calvin Kleins, but jeans (laughs) like G E N E
0: S. (laughs) Good jeans. Like he has good jeans? (laughs) Not like J E A N S. No. G
1: E N E S. Like, I have good jeans too. You know, progress. Hello. Okay, so in the beginning of the movie, Claire starts out wearing pastels in the film. And the more involved she becomes with the ghost, the darker the clothing becomes. Mm, love that. Not like her hair in Witches of Eastwick, but... Oh, know, my God. As it got bigger. Yeah, yeah. Um, but after the murderer is revealed, she returns to wearing, like, white. Mm. And he is in the dark colors.
0: Love some
1: color theory. Mm-hmm. Okay. So in the closing scene, before it fades to black, a face materializes in the snow, which I, di- I did not see. I mean, I <laughs> went back and looked for it like three times and I'm like, clearly I'm blind. So if anybody sees that, <laughs> let me know. Because I'm like, where? where is this face they're talking about? Um so when Michelle Pfeiffer is possessed they signify the difference with having her wear contacts and just changing the eye color. So her eyes are blue, Madison's c- character is green and so that's how you can tell when she is possessed. Okay. Mhm. So <clears throat> Zemeckis filmed this while he was waiting for Tom Hanks to lose weight and grow a beard for Castaway, which also came out in two thousand. So this was like while he was waiting for Tom Hanks to mm-hmm. to do those things, he filmed this little this little film. Okay, so of course we know Castaway is also another huge huge box office hit. Um, you love the box office, I do. It's important. (laughs) It's a detail. I like it. So Michelle Pfeiffer and Harrison Ford were Robert Zemeckis' only choices for the lead roles, like he had thought of no one else. Okay. And Harrison Ford actually cleared his schedule for this movie. So with that being said... This is where I was going with this. Like this is, you know, I have to find out like what my driving force is and I have to find somebody to validate me. Okay. So, what lies beneath pays homage to the Hitchcockian game of cat and mouse and asks the question, what if Alfred Hitchcock had made a movie about ghosts? And it plays a number of tricks on the viewer right up to the climax. The climax of the movie, <laughs> listen here, you dirty bird. So the best trick lies in the cast, not actually the performance. And this is where I'm validated. What makes this so effective is how it plays with an audience that knows Harrison Ford, the actor. So if Zemeckis had cast literally any other actor than Harrison Ford, he would have. We would have seen this coming a mile away. Hmm. So Harrison Ford never plays bad guy. No. Never. The idea never even enters the person's mind. The only other time he played a bad guy was in 1973 for the film American Graffiti. And he was that was like way early in his career. And he was just like a bully. He wasn't like a cold blooded murderer. So this is really the only time he's played. So it was very brilliant and deliberate casting um, because he played. Han Solo. He played in Indiana <laughs> Jones, and so you couldn't be like, "How could that person? How could how could Hans Olo be a bad guy? <laughs> how could Indiana Jones be a murderer?" No, and so it was like. And that that's really where the validation came hmm. from because I was like, this movie completely floored me, like never for a second. You're very good at picking like I you're am, very yeah, good. And, I and I'm not as good as you, but I pretty much can get it by the end. I'm like, Oh, I know who did this. Not for a minute. And I watched this when it came out. So I've right. been a fan of this movie for twenty years. Blew my mind. Right. I was like, I did not see that coming, which is why I really hope that you went and watched the movie before I had to spoil this because that really is what makes this is a shocker. movie. Yeah. It's like, What? Mic drop.
0: Mic drop. It is a good
1: surprise never saw that coming yeah Yeah, never no because even when he like stages i didn't give all of the plays away but he stages like he got electrocuted in the tub because and it was the ghost and it was like yeah yeah (laughs) yeah indiana jones you did it Right." right okay so yeah so that's kind of like your spiel? My spiel, but there's like ghosts in it. They do seances. They have the Ouija board, you know, the mushroom tea. She grows the roses. She loves the so garden. So what did they
0: say that the mushroom team was for? Mending a broken heart. So is that they true? They call kombucha
1: mushroom, okay. which I didn't really research because I haven't heard. I mean, I've heard of kombucha, but I haven't heard of a kombucha mushroom. Kombucha. Kombucha. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay yeah so i but I love this movie I think, I think it's a great movie. I love psychological thrillers mm-hmm. more so than horror, just straight on horror. Mm-hmm. oh
0: Jake's gonna <laughs> love that one. um yeah, so what do you think? um, I love that movie., mm-hmm. I think it's a great movie. um, I think it has good elements of you know magic and witchiness in mm-hmm. there.
1: But it also shows how the mind can wander Mm -hmm. and how things can appear so real. Like she was so convinced that it was the neighbor, that it was the neighbor. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it clearly like when they show it's just so absurd. You know what I mean? But it's just like how you can bend your mind to believe what you want it to believe. Interesting. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you know think of that as far as like just what we were talking about earlier like bend your mind to what you want and it's you know mm-hmm. bring it about. Interesting. Okay. You know?
0: Yeah. I didn't look at it from that perspective but I appreciate mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And how she was able for that
1: entire year to just block out all of those things she did not want to deal with
0: well that's like ptsd man Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. that's a whole nother conversation but Mm -hmm. yeah um i think if you like psychological thrillers Mm -hmm. i think this is one of the best Mm -hmm. like i do mean that Mm -hmm. um and we watch a lot of movies and this is i i really like this movie Mm -hmm. um I mean, even after I knew that Harrison
1: Ford was the killer, I it still, still gets I st- you. I still love this movie, and I'm like, I don't want to believe it. I'm right. like, no. Well, it, it still surprises it. you.
0: Yeah, right? You're still like, oh, I was hoping. Yeah, because <laughs> he's so convincing, as like the good husband. Yeah. Yeah. Han Zolo, man. He
1: really, <laughs> Han Zolo. <laughs> New band name, I call it. Oh my God,
0: that's a great one. <laughs> oh my God. Trademark. Trademark TM. You can't have it, it's arson. Awesome. <laughs> Get lost. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I would recommend it. Mm -hmm. Um, I think Michelle Pfeiffer is really the star of the show. She
1: does a great job. She does. Well, so does he. And it's funny because you know the articles I read. It says you know he He's like typically you know in his characters he's kind of like a salty dog. You know. Yeah. He he plays like a yeah stick in the mud, Mister Attitude, but never like. But he's always like good-hearted at the core. You know. Not so this it's time. just like, no, it's just so unbelievable, which I loved. I thought it was great. I yeah know, and I'm you know, obviously I couldn't pronounce the the correct name. So I've never watched the Star Wars movies. Um, you know, just like I said, the first one that my parents made me take my brother to, and I resent it still to this day. But anyway, on a, on another note, so but even I knew Harrison Ford to be the good guy.
0: You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, I mean, as far as the magic in it goes, I think that it's an interesting... Like, if, say, someone gets killed mm-hmm. or dies in a... Tragic way. Tragic way, um, that they will try to you know have their truth uncovered Mm -hmm. like i think that that's a very interesting Mm -hmm. um, theory i guess Mm -hmm. like i don't know we've experienced that kind of at lilydale um so i like stuff that goes into that yeah um like stir of echoes is another one Mm -hmm. like you you haven't done that one yet i haven't done it yet i would like to do it Mm -hmm. um we're like you know, it, their truth has to be told, yeah, and for them to be at peace and rest, right? And yeah. they're going to go to the people that are open, open. Mm-hmm. So I do think that that is very interesting. Um, so I like that element of it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's just a great movie. It is.
1: It's a good one. I love it.
0: Ten out of ten would recommend. Ten enthusiastic thumbs up. Wow, love it. I love it. Great. Yeah. Nailed it. Nailed it. All right. All right. And with that, you know what time it is. Killer Quotes of the Week. All right. Mine is, there's a chance, however slim, that my ironic and detached nature could be misconstrued as jerkiness. Salem (laughs) Saberhagen. Oh and That's that one funny. hit me a little too close to home you know what I'm saying <laughs> <laughs> it's my Aries moon oh right. my goodness okay
1: so I went with um we all go a little mad sometimes Mr. Norman
0: Bates oh wow okay. Mm-hmm. okay I went with
1: I went with the Hitchcock love it you know. all right yeah all well, right guys it was probably a little uh long-winded but we've had a lot going on and wanted to share it with you and
0: yeah, you know, it's fun to just hang Yeah, with our new setup, and we're just, you know, we're happy to be here, happy to sure. hang out. Yeah. So
1: Expect a lot of new, fun, cool things coming from us. <gasps> yes, yeah. and
0: it's spooky season, man. Oh, it's our time to shine. So you know what that means. All the spooky things
1: are coming. Oh, yeah. We've got some cool stuff coming <laughs> up for the uh, month of October.
0: Yeah, I'm excited about the lineup. Oh, yeah. All right, everyone, we will see you next week. We will, TTFN. All right, cut, print, check the gate, moving on.